Thanks for calling the Midnight Drive-In. No one is here to take your call. This week we've got House 2 and Amityville Horror 2. For more info, check out the Midnight Drive-In on Twitter at MNDriveInPod or find us on Facebook. If you want to email us, send it to themidnightdrivein at gmail.com. Remember, no outside food or drink. Anyone caught performing sexual acts at the drive-in will immediately be taken to the office. Unspeakable things will be done to you. Thanks for calling. Drive away your worries and cares at this drive-in theater. That's why, to familiarize you with the movie rating symbols which will be used by this theater, we present the following guide for parents and young people. X, no one under 17 admitted. Uh, have either of you guys been destroyed by the pirate bug? Thanks. What? I have no idea what that fucking means. So, there are these teeny tiny things that are called minute pirate bugs that live around here. And uh, I'd never heard of them before getting absolutely fucking attacked by them yesterday. I got off work early because my tire was leaking and, you know, we got to drive to the wedding and stuff. So I went out to plot and every time I would step still, I'd start getting bit. And it was like, I don't, I don't know if you've ever felt that feeling whenever you get bit like 30 times in about 25 seconds. But... <laughs> Like, I was out in my yard swearing and slapping bugs and running in and out and spraying all this insect repellent. It wasn't helping, and it hurt like a son of a bitch. And and now, like, my head and neck are covered in these fucking red welts, and I get to take uh, wedding pictures tomorrow, so that'll be fun. That's awesome. I'm just saying, I, I had a swarm of gnat-sized bugs try to stab me to death, and it was very unpleasant. I wish you'd film that. Also, sorry to hear about your terrible experience. Oh man, I bet I bet my neighbors were loving me because I kept being like, "God fucking damn it! What the fuck?" Well, I'm out there just like slapping my neck like a crazy person. The only way this story could get better would be if like some kid came out of that and was like, "Don't worry, I got this," and he starts trying to pick the bugs off with a pellet gun. Fucking Ralphie showing up. Put your eye out, kid. Well, he'd be putting your eye out, not his own. <laughs> oh, my eye! <laughs> the bug get you? Nope. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Why? Yeah, yeah, apparently somebody broke into my neighbor's garage today, or last night. They smashed out one of the windows and, like, stole his leaf blower and a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. At least, the, at least the cops actually came out for that one, which is impressive, because that's more than they've done for me. Good lord. I think you need to move to a better neighborhood, maybe. Well, the crazy thing is we really don't live in a super bad neighborhood. It's just like it's going to shit all of a sudden. So you say that, but... <laughs> pellet guns and fucking breaking windows of people's garages and stealing shit. Let's mention killer bugs. Yeah. I think part of the problem is there's just a whole lot of poor people right now. Poor people are always stealing uh, leaf blowers. That's one of the big things that goes good on the black market. So, Well, they'll steal anything they can get their hands on. 
But I mean, like uh, Springfield right now, the homeless population's like fucking exploding. It's crazy. There's like tent cities set up and five or six different places where there's like, you know, 10 or 15 homeless people that there weren't, you know, eight months ago. Goddamn poor people. You know, it's not their fault, but it's just kind of sad. Is Peoria having a homeless problem? I don't know. I never leave my house. Yeah, good point. (laughs) I'm unemployed and there's a viral pandemic going on. I think I'll just stay home. How's your writing going? Is it all right? Yeah, it's all right. I've got a bunch of articles that I've written that haven't come out yet, so... I find writing goes better when they come out. I think that's usually... Well, I have to turn them into an editor, and they decide when they come out. Yeah, yeah, most of them, most of them are scheduled to have a come out. Bryant's writing clickbait. Pretty much. I suppose the nice thing is now, every time I'm on, like, a website and I see something, I'm like, oh, that's going to be an interesting article. And I click on it and it turns out to be clickbait bullshit. I can be like, god damn it, Brian. Pretty much. It's going to be, inevitably, there will come a time when I'm mad at the internet and then I realize it's your fault, Brian. (laughs) Why am I wasting my stupid fucking time on this? Oh, and I fucking know the guy. Oh, god damn it. (laughs) He did this to me on purpose. He knew this would get me. Yeah, so I was going to try to do, like, copywriting stuff, and I wrote, like, two articles, and both of them were pretty piss poor, and I realized I got paid the exact same amount that I could for this website, except I get to write about comic books all the time. So I'm like, well, I know which choice I'm going to go. That does seem more fun. So we'll see. Plus, all your stupid movie and comic book reading time is now officially research. Right? I'm not doing nothing up. Being productive. I was getting ready to say that also means you can uh, write off comic book purchases as a legitimate business expense. That's what I, that's what I was wondering. I, I haven't asked anybody yet, but I'm like, can I write comic books off as a business expense? I would yep. think so. As long as, I mean, I would probably try, if uh, you're ever getting audited, try to have like a list of what you bought and which articles you were researching for. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, just keep your receipts. Yeah, just, yeah. I don't see why it wouldn't be. Yeah. It's a weird life I leave. So, I should probably start looking for an actual job, but that seems really boring. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you should be reading more comics. <laughs> That's what I would do. You've got 300 more articles to write to pay the rent. Oh my god. So, I figured out how much, how many articles I would have to write. To equal the amount of money I was making in my old job. <laughs> uh, I'd have to write 10 articles a day, seven days a week. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's, that's not possible. Some of the yeah. most seasoned people in the, because uh, we use Slack for a lot of our communication stuff. Some of the most seasoned people I've seen said it takes them about two hours to write an article. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, I have to write two of those a day so that's 20 hours and i guess i could do it yeah you still have four hours left to read more comics for the articles for tomorrow <laughs> what's the problem so you said you need to write 10 a day 10 a day yeah that's rough <laughs> it's, it's called yeah. not gonna happen plus yeah. i mean they're not gonna publish 10 of your articles a day so yeah. 
I'm assuming they don't pay you for them if they don't publish them. No, they do. I mean, I, I haven't I haven't had one that's not been published. Okay, you, yeah. You, you have to approve. Uh, you have to approve your subject beforehand. Yeah. So. But I, I don't think they're approving ten a day. That's just a guess. I don't know how the industry works. <laughs> I usually submit ideas at about five a time. Yeah. And then can you they'll... approve these? Can you approve these ten for tomorrow, please? I got to get to work on them. <laughs> and then there's supposed to be like a list of stuff we can pick from. Yeah. And that that list is always fucking bare bones. It's fucking terrible. Right now, it's all about a bunch of anime that I have no idea. I don't. I don't watch anime, so I couldn't tell you anything about writing any of the if articles you buy, for it. If you go buy some anime DVDs, it's a business write-off. So <laughs> that's true. Japanese but... cartoon porn, and you're like, yeah, no, it's for work. Now you've got a good excuse to watch Gurren Logan. Yeah. See, no, I don't even know what that is, but I already don't want to watch it. <laughs> you, you're usually either an anime guy or not an anime guy and that's how I see it it's... I, I I am absolutely right on the line of 50-50 I watch an anime and I either think it's like some fantastic you know wonderful thing or I'm angry that I watched it there is no <laughs> there's no other emotion yeah. I can get behind like Akira and Vampire Hunter D for some reason, but pretty well, much like, anything else I'm like, not into. Akira is a fucking work of art. Like it's yeah, that's a Mona Lisa level anime shit. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I was never an anime kid, so so all these subjects are popping up, and it's like, oh, this is all anime. <laughs> well, this sucks. I guess I got to come up with my own topics. Do you, the. Ten most homoerotic Wolverine moments. Yeah, I don't think that'll happen, but they tend to shy away from stuff like that. Trust well, we me. Just wait for gay. You have to wait for Gay Pride Month, and then you do that one. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Is there, is there Gay Pride Month? Is that a thing? Well, there is. Okay. Um, no, trust me. I'm. I mean, I'm doing it just because people are paying me to write about comic books, but the process is also frustrating because I have a content manager that I have to submit stuff to. And, um, yeah, sometimes it's frustrating because if you want to do anything outside of DC and Marvel, they're pretty much like, nah. Yeah. It's like, nah, that doesn't really do well on the site. Like, yeah, Ten but... reasons why Professor Xavier is a villain. <laughs> I'm sure uh, that they've had that on there already. That's, that's more than likely been done multiple times. Yeah, like, because there's a new... Wait. Uh, Ninja oh, Turtles series coming up that I'm kind of excited about. I've never really got too far into the Turtles comics, but I think the idea is kind of cool. Where it's so it's five issue run Teenage Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And it's called The Last Ronin, and in the story, three of the Turtle Brothers have died, but we don't know which ones. There's one left, and he wears all black. <clears throat> And he uses all of their weapons. And so I'm finding it interesting to kind of see how this is going to play out. And so I pitched doing like a, you know, 10 things we learned in the first issue, blah, blah, blah. And I got shut down. If, if I were to be a betting man, I would say it's Raphael. Probably. Me too, actually, yeah. Although that also means it's probably not Raphael since yeah. he's the obvious. Yeah, too obvious. 
It's it's not Donatello because Donatello never fucking survives in the comic book series. <laughs> like I feel like people are horny to murder Donatello for some reason. He just has the least interesting weapon. I think that's all it is. So they're just like that's the disposable, and like he's nobody's favorite, right? So you just kill him off to build tension without actually losing any fans that would stop reading because you killed Donatello. Have you ever seen that that fucking YouTube thing where it's like the Ninja Turtles get their weapon and it's Splitter like passing him out and you know he's like Leonardo, you are a true leader. Your weapon is katana, and he's like, oh yeah, that's awesome, and he's like. Raphael, your weapon is the Psy. They're basically glorified gardening instruments, so just go crazy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then he's like, Michelangelo, you get the nunchuck because you were a cool rude dude. Do you remember that time in <laughs> Singapore we got those prostitutes <laughs> and all this? And then, like, he starts to walk away, and Donatello's like, what about me? And Splitter goes, holy shit, who are you? <laughs> that sounds awesome. Oh, my God, it's so funny. And he's like, go get that uh, go get that stick out of that pile of shit over there. And he's like, oh. And he goes, what color is my mask? And he, like, hands him a dirty diaper. And he's like, here, poke holes in this and put this on your face. And he's like, I don't want to. And he's like, you will, or we call you shit stick from now on. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome you should look do you guys want to know what happened this week I was going to bring it up later oh what what happened what happened this week my kid discovered what Ninja Turtles were oh that's right I read about this he, 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 so he asked if he could watch the Michael Bay movies and I'm like fucking no but I'm like I got something for you so last Saturday night he was supposed to go into bed I'm like you want to see some Ninja Turtles you can fall asleep watching this movie it's Saturday night we'll make it kind of a I don't usually let him watch TV at night but I'm like we'll do that kid stays up the whole night he stays up till like 10 30 at night <laughs> watching the whole entire ninja turtles movie just fucking fascinated by it he's like when's shredder coming daddy i'm like that's loved it's, every minute of it it's gonna it's happen awesome. the next day he actually he wakes up he's like can i invite my friends over and show them the ninja turtles movie you're like yes like, you know what you can i'm not gonna watch it a second time in two days but <laughs> you guys can watch it on your own now do you have part two the secret of the use it's on Netflix, and I'm debating whether to show it to him or not. I enjoyed that one. After that, it falls apart for me. Yeah. What about the the cartoon one? TMNT. I remember that one being good, and it's sort of a uh, soft sequel to the first three. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that that'd be worth it for me. So. The, so the anything. <sighs> anything to keep away from the reboots. I'm not. I'm not going down that reboot road. <laughs> The uh, the Nickelodeon cartoon, the computer animated one, yeah, I thought it was really good. It seems uh, like you'd have to pay for that. Um, there was there was a lot of horror people working on that, which is obvious because at one point, I mean, they do the whole thing where they have to go to the farmhouse, like in the movie, mm -hmm. and uh they go to the convenience store and there's a guy who looks just like bill mosley working behind the counter and That's a giant awesome. giant chainsaw on the wall that on the blade says the saw is family then uh <laughs> fantastic then they get attacked by dream beavers and one of them's voiced by robert england basically doing freddy as a beaver so, Dream Beaver. Uh, the funny thing I is, I believe you can get me through the night. 
funny thing is they did a crossover, like uh, essentially a crisis on infinite turtle earths. <laughs> so they, they cross dimensions and end up interacting with the old turtles cartoon, uh, which is weird because the turtles turtles cartoon before this also did this, but for some reason they thought they'd do it again. Um, but from the old cartoon, the guy that voiced Raphael now voices Donatello on the new cartoon. Talk about a downgrade. And so, and so when they interact, at some point Donatello's like, I don't like this guy. He sounds weird. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah, Jason Biggs was working on this show. He was voicing Leonardo. And I think it was when that Malaysian plane, like, disappeared. I think that's what it was. I don't know. He said something uh, not very PC about it on Twitter. Like he made some sort of joke or something. Oh, yeah. And Nickelodeon was not happy. (laughs) So he got fired from Ninja Turtles. And they brought Seth Green in to do his voice. Um, Jesus. Nickelodeon's throwing some money around. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So it was funny, though, because... Like I said, they did that whole farm, like somebody gets beat up, they go stay at the farmhouse while they rehabilitate. Yeah. Well, it just so happened to be Leonardo, and that's when they decided to do the voice changeover. And so when he wakes up and he sounds different, the turtles are like, what the hell? He, sound, he sounds weird. And Donatello's like, oh, he must have damaged his vocal cords in the fight. <laughs> that's their explanation for why he sounds different after that. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great series. Like, Jeffrey Combs was on it, playing a character, and, I don't know, they did a lot of cool stuff, so. Jeffrey Jeffrey Combs pops up doing a voice character in every great cartoon, I think. He does. Uh, I was playing uh, Injustice 2, which is the, you know, the DC fighting Mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. He, He does the voice of Brainiac on it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. And then Robert England does the voice of Scarecrow. Yeah, they dumped some money for for some people for voice acting apparently for that game. Now that we're talking about turtles, should we talk about haunted houses? I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Do we just want to do we split this into two episodes: a turtle based one and a non turtle based <laughs> one? That's it. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, well, I have no idea how we're going to transition this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's week two in our haunted house month. For October. Um, so, of course, we are checking out Amityville 2, The Possession, and House 2, The Second Story. And I feel like one of these movies may cause uh, some dissension in the podcast, so we'll see. Um, since you said you had uh, disagreed with a comment I made over chat... Doug, why don't you tell us about Amityville 2, The Possession? Uh, I think you got that name wrong, sir. It's Amityville 2, Flowers in the Attic. (laughs) There is that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, okay. I mean, Amityville 2 is... uh... (laughs) Let's see. The... The, uh, we were told at the at the end of the previous film that the owners never returned, uh, never to get their stuff. But apparently, they sent someone in to fix the house up so they could get it on the market. It's back in good condition. Uh, or arguably, did they? Well, 
there's some purposes in the films they did. There's so there's some weird stuff about this film. We'll get into it. Go ahead. All right. So, anyways, arguably the worst group of people ever to call themselves a family <laughs> <laughs> moves into the uh, house. Um, I like to think of this as a Rocky spinoff. Like this is Pauly's movie. This is Pauly's movie. That's it. Yeah, Burt Young plays the terribly abusive father. <laughs> There's the annoying as shit little kids, the incestuous older kids, and his wife, who just seems like a piece of garbage as well. Because every time somebody else does something wrong, she just tells everyone else they shouldn't be bothered by it. But it's like, yes, you should be bothered by a guy hitting you with a belt. That's not funny. <laughs> Anyways, so finally, the whatever this being is that's underneath the stairs decides it finally has a chance to do some good for the world so it possesses the uh, teenage son and after driving everybody a little nuts he murders the shit out of him which you skipped good. that sister fucking no he said incestuous we're inevitably going to end up discussing that so I thought I'd save it for a little while um, <laughs> it's an important plot point that that sister fucking that goes on it's not even really but um anyways i don't know so um i thought the movie would be over then because that seems like how the an 80s sequel yeah. would work but yeah when when he's running around yeah. shooting people i'm like oh this thing's wrapping up check the time yeah. hour left what the fuck yeah so then uh plot number two kicks in which is the priest who uh had come in previously to bless the home because there's always just priests blessing homes in these movies <laughs> i don't know if anyone's ever had that done it's never occurred to me um but uh yeah he comes in he's now he is uh gonna save the boy by committing uh, an exorcism and we have a whole second movie that takes place with him trying to get the kid out of jail so that he can exercise him and eventually doing battle with the demon back in the house and we have the that whole there's subplots within the second plot about the, the church again not wanting to be involved just like in the first movie and things like that uh, yeah that's plots to this movie <laughs> with a nice even dividing point with the family murders too yeah so Brian you you didn't like this movie Let's see uh, like once again thought it was way too long and as you said which is which is interesting because it's only an hour and a half it's an hour 45 uh, hour 45 yeah but it's two uh, stories it's like an anthology it, film yeah almost. it is two things like smashed together so yeah. it took like yeah two things that were about 50 minutes a piece and they're just like what if we just put them together make one movie and both of those in my in my opinion were boring af for your old I don't people, know how you could, means boring as fuck. I don't understand how you found the first half. Like the second half, will we can get into a discussion. I don't know how you found that first half boring. It moved along so fast. Like I was sitting there thinking, you guys are going to like it because last week you complained about the slow pacing and they weren't getting into the shit fast enough. This movie, this family's beating each other with whips and fucking their siblings like, within <laughs> 10 minutes of moving into the house. I find I find the weirdest problem I have with this movie is so the, the evil possessing spirit yeah. through the second half of the movie is, is very menacing. Like, you can, oh, it's, yeah. very, it's very dark and evil and stuff. But, like, through the first half of the movie, right up until the shootings, it's just kind of a dick. Yeah. It's the weirdest because it's not like 
terrorizing these people. It's like, I knocked on the door and made you get out of bed, you fucks. It's like, "Ah, I don't like that cross. I'm going to throw this blanket on your cross. You stupid assholes. (laughs) Well, it's got to, it can't just start with the murders. It's got to build up a little bit. The first movie, while I don't like it, I, I will admit it's got pretty good tone and there's a sense of dread almost from the opening of the movie. But this one, that, I don't I don't know. Plus, this, our, our other running theme for this uh, episode is going to be that, like, evil supernatural creatures apparently all have the voice of Dr. Claw from fucking Inspector Gadget <laughs> for some reason. Well, uh, the next movie, the next movie literally does, but yes. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. The thing about Get the out first of my house, Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> the first half of this movie is such an '80s movie, and that's what I like about it. Like the, the last week's movie was a very '70s movie, slow pace, not a lot happens, big climactic ending. Okay, great. That's the formula for that decade. This is an '80s movie through and through, though. It's just objective people who are terrible, so that when they get killed, we won't feel too bad about it running around in a the house there's, everything is moving along quickly we have we don't we get to watch the uh the blanket fly up and land over the cross just to you know make sure we all know what's going on there's all sorts of like continuity errors and stuff to remind us that it's a Tino De Laurentiis film <laughs> there's just there are a lot of just weird points where it's just like at one point like a character has a shirt tucked in and then cut come back to him it's untucked cut come back to him and it's tucked back in it's like i get it you did multiple takes but you gotta edit that together better <laughs> stuff like that but you can't deny it. it's pretty it moves along at a good clip at the beginning and it's a very 80s movie the, like that possession scene the fact that the voice now speaks to this kid through his walkman instead of just being a voice out loud in the house all that stuff's fun i think so that stuff wasn't terrible but I don't know. Watching Polly beat his kids with a belt because the ghost painted <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> and knocked a mirror off and that nobody was near it. And he looked right at the kid like, what the fuck you do that for? And then started hitting him. Man, <laughs> I, was I, forgot, I forgot how vicious Polly was in this fucking movie. <laughs> like, He's fucking I started watching it, I was like, this is way worse than I remember it. I can't wait for this fucker to get shotgunned. <laughs> oh, he, like, like the opening scenes of the movie, he, like, pull, they pull up to the house and they're traveling in three vehicles. And, like, this son stopped to get cigarettes, so he wasn't with the convoy, and he loses it on him. And it's like, he's, like, four minutes after everybody else got there. What the fuck are you yelling at him for? At that moment, I'm like, oh, okay, he's the villain of the piece. I figured it out. I didn't expect him to, like, five minutes later be whipping children with a belt and beating his wife. (laughs) Fast forward to how the kids are well aware that their mom is being raped and just seem mildly off-put by it. It's like Jesus. What is going on here? Yeah, maybe that is my problem with the with the uh, the first half. Because I guess there's no like build up. Like in the first one, at least there was some build up with James Brolin's character, where he's a pretty nice guy, and then sort of gets overtaken by the house and slowly becomes like an asshole. And yeah, we did say it was a little slow pace last week. But 
I get the sense this guy just comes in as an asshole. Like he steps oh, steps yeah. in the driveway oh. and he's like smacking his kid around. Oh no! Like make no mistake about it. These are terrible, terrible people. The house did not do this to these people. No. The house the house possessed that guy and got him to shoot people. Fair enough, right? Mm-hmm. But the house didn't cause the beatings. Didn't cause the wife like behave the way she does. Grossly didn't cause even those. cause the incest. They <laughs> no, were the already house, into each other. The house did that not cause weird. The incest. I the first like several minutes that those two have on screen together, I thought his girlfriend came over to see his new house. Which is fine. <laughs> and then she stayed for dinner. And then all of a sudden she's calling Polly Daddy and I'm like, why is she calling her boyfriend's father daddy? And it took me a while to figure out that they were siblings. Their behavior is completely inappropriate. And the house didn't do that. They were like that when they got there. That's the difference between this film and the last film. Last film, slow paced, perfectly good people move into a house and things start to go bad. This movie's about what happens if terrible people move into that house and now we're on the house's side when it wants to kill them. Yeah, and I think there's clearly – I think the the weird uh, incestuous relationship between the brother and the sister, I think there was more to it that was clearly cut out of this movie. Uh, apparently there was, there was a sex scene that was cut out. Like they showed more of the sex scene. Oh, see, I wasn't really talking about that. I'm just talking about the fact that so, you know, well, he I'm goes in there, well, he's well, like – cut out. Yeah, he's like, take off your shirt, and she's like, ha, 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 I'm into this. And then he's like, now let's fuck. And she's like, oh, no, I didn't mean that. And it's like, mm, <laughs> this is weird. I don't like any of this. Yeah. And then they fuck. And then the very next scene is her in the confessional, you know, saying, you know, he fucks me to hurt God, you know, <laughs> which is, I was like, okay, well, that that seems like a big jump from from the previous scene (laughs) so but then later on in the movie whenever she's alone with him she's basically telling him you know i don't i don't have any regrets i'm okay with what we did and all this kind of stuff and i was like didn't you didn't you tell a priest that he he fucks the the loathing of god into you like (laughs) i I don't Damn Not you, it, Dino De Laurentiis. It doesn't all it doesn't all make complete sense if you take all the scenes and try to watch them all in a row like that. <laughs> <laughs> like it's that's really not what it's trying to do, though. It's a very eighties movie in that sense, where it's just like, won't the audience be horrified if these brother and sister are sleeping together? Because again, it's not like the house makes them do it. Not at all. Like. It's very clear in this movie that the house only possesses the one guy. The girl's just a perfectly willing participant, and they clearly have an unhealthy relationship coming into that moment. It's not like she seems shocked when he says, take your clothes off. Yeah, I was... I was I was going to say I, now I I would be careful with my my wording there, because it comes off very rapey when they finally do have sex, but as as far as just weird incestuous interest she clearly has weird yeah. sexy feelings for her brother I, I don't think it was rapey i think it was just the 80s and they thought that <laughs> like i th- I think the filmmakers were trying to that they think that was romantic what they did there Ugh. again it was the 80s it's it's a problematic era from that perspective if it, if it <laughs> helps the director was italian yeah figures 
And then, of course, the you know, the big confrontation about that's when the mom, like, sees them next to each other for two seconds. And it's like, <gasps> they fucked. <laughs> sure, because when you're when your family is this objection, objectionably terrible, you're not shocked to find that out. You're like, right. Oh, damn it. They, they're sleeping together now. Right, but then of course, happen. of course, the reaction is the the most '80s reaction ever, in which completely ignore the brother and just attack the girl as being a whore for fucking. Yeah. Your <laughs> well, to be fair, he was possessed; she wasn't, right? So the she mom a didn't more know guilty. that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They all got shotgunned. Yeah, they got shotgun good. I really enjoyed watching everybody get shot, even those shitty little kids. I did not like oh, those man. little kids. Those, those little kids getting shot is uh, is nothing if not, like, pretty fucking intense. I, I genuinely think somebody listened to last week's podcast and re-edited this movie to make sure I got to see kids get killed this time. Cause, yeah. I was, I was like... I was going to say the little girl after he shoots her twice and you see her like leg twitch as she's laying there dying. I was like, Oh fuck. That's dark. That's, that's dark for an eighties movie, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. It's, it's dark, but it's, it's, it's dark in that fun way. I don't know. Maybe (laughs) that fun child getting shotgunned way, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You understand. That's why they had that scene where the kids put that stupid fake candle on the birthday cake so we'd know to hate them. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would say, so I, unlike Brian, I actually really enjoyed this one. And in my in my personal opinion, this is the best of all the Amityville movies. So it's it's downhill from here. Uh, the, the big problem I have with it is if you if you just cut out I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes of movie between whole family getting shot and priest going into the house to battle evil. It's a great movie. <laughs> like you, there's you, that weird lull that is just completely fucking unnecessary. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure why they had to go to court. I'm not sure if we needed that in the movie. Uh, there's the whole subplot with the police officer that it has to become convinced that the guy is actually possessed. And then, they, he helps get them out of jail so they can go and do the exorcism. I don't know that that stuff was necessary. You could have like, you could have just had the kid like go home after like like whatever. I don't know how you you write well, you find some way to write I, it so the cops don't take him into custody and he doesn't have to go to a preliminary. You don't hearing. even you don't even need to do that. He needs to escape from prison. And lo and behold, he's a fucking demon boy with demon powers. Like, oh yeah, he could probably use looks, those to get out of jail. That's what I said. He looks at the fucking door, and the door opens, and he walks out of the jail. There, fucking done, done. I just <laughs> saved you twenty minutes of fucking weird exposition, fucking shit to do with. Apparently, Dino De Laurentiis doesn't like the Catholic Church, and he wants everyone to fucking know it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say though, I didn't, I didn't hate all that stuff. It was just a stark contrast to what we'd been going through in the movie already. It's it, like I think it was reasonably well done. I think the you know the courtroom scene was a bit ridiculous with them actually trying to plead not reason but guilty of possession, and they have to have a little sidebar with the judge to decide whether they're allowed to plead that or not. I love, I do love the fact that the judge is like, come on. 
no. Yeah, I know. We're not. We're not doing. We're not doing that. I was a little at first. I'm like, is he gonna let it happen? And is this what the rest of the movie is gonna be? Like, is there gonna be a whole court thing here where they determine whether he's possessed or not? Because we'd already had those scenes where like the uh, the priest wanted to do the exorcism and the church was like, no. But I'm like, I guess if the courts rule him to be possessed, that would give him his opportunity to do his exorcism. I don't know. It was weird. But I was again, gonna say because the, 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 the whole the shotgunning the family is fucking awesome. And then the the final confrontation between the priest and the, the evil house is awesome. Yeah. Although I'm not a huge fan of the ending. I thought the ending was a little weak sauce, but but the, the son's head breaking apart and erupting into a weird chud face or whatever the fuck yeah. I, I, whatever. I guess that's supposed to be a demon but that's clearly a chud it's fine uh, yeah but but besides the special effects were awesome I mean yeah. I, I, yeah, into it. Cool. I was in the basement basement filling up with blood uh, random fucking basement zombies for no fucking reason it's that, fine that we don't we don't ever clarify that why, why are there zombies back there in the weird blood room they're the, they're the other people that get killed probably or something it doesn't fucking matter we already said the director's Italian how surprised could you be that there's zombies in the basement <laughs> yeah yeah. but like I said it's it's this one's good enough It's to me it's better than the first one which once again I think is shitty exorcist but at least this one's like cheesy 80s movie that doesn't really pretend to be something else Yes, yeah, see, I just think this is a completely different beast from the first one. It's almost like it's almost like somebody took the same story and just decided, well, we're going to make one of these movies in the 70s and one of these movies in the 80s and see how that goes. And, of course, they're going to turn out completely different. You know? And then Dino De Laurentiis walked in and was like, is there a sister fucking in the script? <laughs> no. There is no. will edit. I need it to be a plot point that recurs at least... Three or four times throughout this film. The incest is the weirdest part of this fucking movie. I I know we're kind of dwelling on it a little, but it's so fucking weird that just for no reason, this cut this like these two teenagers who are siblings just decide to have a sexual relationship throughout the movie. Oh my God. Yeah. The fact that they open with them flirting is the weirdest I, I just don't know, because if it had been something where it was like part of the corruption of the house and you got to like maybe see them get emotionally confused due to the stress and abuse of dad and all that, then yeah. may, maybe it would feel earned. But instead, they just go into the house like, oh, yeah, this brother and sister want to fuck. Again, it's important to note the difference between this movie and the last movie is it. none of the terrible behavior by the people is a result of the house. They're just fucking terrible. And then, you know, assuming you're against incest, I guess they're terrible because that's really the teenage girl's main crime. But it's it's weird that they just chose to make them horrible. And it's fucking awkward and strange, but it was the 80s. So what do you do? Not fuck your sibling. Uh, you know what, Brian? You don't tell these people how to live their lives. They won't tell you how to live yours. <laughs> Listen. They want to fuck. The mom doesn't want to fuck. The dad wants to fuck, but can't fuck. fuck. This, movie's a, this movie's about just family fucking. 
I don't think it. I don't think it was about the devil at all. <laughs> no, like I'm telling you, at the time of the murders, it's hard to argue that the demon was on the side of wrong. He was murdering just terrible, terrible people. He was like a, a vengeance demon, but it was just like, I don't know. You people deserve it. What a what a great scene it would have been if the brother and sister fucked, and then after they were done fucking, you see like the demon in the corner of the room go, "Ew, <laughs> <laughs> yucky, <laughs> you guys! Oh. I didn't do that. I didn't uh, do that at all." <laughs> what if you just get the voiceover from his uh, Walkman demon? <laughs> and so as he's going in to kiss his sister, he's like, "Wait, wait, what are you?" What are you doing? What? No, no. What are you doing? Stop. Gadget. Don't fuck your sister. Uh, so I guess let's talk about what this movie is supposed to be. Doug, do you feel this movie is supposed to be a sequel or a prequel? Oh, well, what about you, Noah? I, I don't know. Is it supposed to be a prequel? Is that the is that what the ending is supposed to be? That the house put itself up for sale <laughs> to attract a new family? Uh, who, well, did, it who didn't, unfortunately won't fuck. It didn't put itself up for sale, but it went back up for sale. So, so the actual story of the kid going around shooting everybody is the story of the murders that happened in the house before the Lutzes moved in. Okay, but and it's marketed as a prequel to the original movie, yet does not line up remotely with the first movie no. with how it was set up. So if you look at the poster for it, it has this big old long description about like you know in blah blah blah, George and Kathleen Lutz left and their children fled their home. They got out alive. Their living nightmare shocked the audiences in the world and the Amityville horror. But before them, another family lived in the house and were caught by the original evil. They weren't so lucky. This is their story. Amityville 2, The Possession. Really? So this was supposed to be a prequel? Yes. Which is funny, what? because the original one takes place in the 70s. This, this one, one... clearly takes place in the 80s. Like very obvious. No yeah, very obviously present day of when it was made. Well, and in, in addition to that, in the first movie, it was very clear that... The killer looked a lot like George mm -hmm. Lutz, but yeah, did not cast somebody look even remotely no. like Josh. Nor did he have a beard or the same haircut or anything. No. And in the previous movie, if you recall, they went to the bar where the killer was drinking when he was arrested, mm -hmm. and the bartender is like shows you the seat where he was sitting and stuff. Yep. But in this movie, it's like a 17-year-old who fucks his sister, so he's not even old enough to go to the bar mm -hmm. and wouldn't get served if he did wander in there after killing his family. Correct. And then he gets arrested at the house. We see that happen. And in the first movie, we also see all the murders in like a quick flash where he actually kills yeah. them while they're all sleeping, which is yeah. true to the, to the actual story. And in this one, he's chasing them around the house. Yeah. So, yeah. So I now I think this is a sequel. I don't think it's a prequel. Now that you've told yeah. me that definitively it is a prequel, but we've had a brief discussion about it, I changed my answer from I don't know to I'm pretty sure it's actually a sequel that they just yeah. make it as a prequel. Yeah. Because <laughs> either that or it's like pretty bad how they screwed it up. 
I think it just comes down to De Laurentiis being like, ah, nobody care. We just make this movie, put it out, say it's it's before the other one. Yeah, that's. I'm sure that it's something to that effect. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah. That's, there there would be a lot of continuity errors if we chose to accept the marketing at face value. Yeah. So luckily, we're arrogant enough to think that we know more about just <laughs> Dino De Laurentiis does, so it doesn't really affect us. So it's just like whatever. It doesn't matter. No, a, bro- a brother, a brother and a sister fuck in this movie. That's all. That's all you need to know. It's so weird. They should have at least made it that the house had them do it or something. Yeah. Or make one of them be unhappy about it after. <clears throat> well, neither of them are. Once, once again, she did say he <laughs> he fucked her to hurt God. Yeah, that doesn't mean she's unhappy about it. She's just. Well, clearly not. Later on in the movie, she says she's okay with it. Yeah, she clearly goes in the right. Like she, he calls her up to his room, and she's going up there to fuck again. Make no mistake about it. It's not <laughs> like, like, like she's like, oh goody. Like she's not un- unhappy at all about this scenario. It's just because he's rude when she gets up there that that happens. That she storms off. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. Fucking your sister can be weird sometimes. What? I imagine it would be. <laughs> I, I would have to think it's weird every time. It seems like it. I don't know. Uh, I don't think this proves it's not, because they both seem fine with it. Yeah. If we have any listeners from, the say, Arkansas that want to email in <laughs> and let us know. Our one listener from Arkansas just went, hey! <laughs> my sister wife are really pissed off and never listening to your show again. <laughs> just say, She's my cousin and there ain't no blood if you don't count us being first cousins. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alright, anything else <laughs> about Amityville 2? I I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. I I think people should give it a watch if you're a fan of like '80s horror. Not so much if you're a fan of the Amityville story or anything like that. I wouldn't. I almost consider it a standalone movie that has nothing to do with the previous movie. I almost feel like you should watch the first half of this movie and then shut it off, walk away, come back, and pretend you're watching another sequel and watch the second half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two fifty-minute movies. It's great. Yeah, I mean, it's... That's it's, what I was saying. I think it might be more enjoyable that way. The The twist is shocking when it just decides to stop being about this guy killing his family and move on to being, like, say, a police procedural about a guy who's been possessed for a while. So there's also, like, a lot of weird shit in this movie that we haven't brought up. Like, for some reason, the priest goes camping in the middle of it. Yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I didn't really get why the priest had to go camping. Why did we need that in there? Where his buddy just comes to, like, the church and is like, go go camping? Takes his phone off the hook so the family can't call him for help. And then they just go to a cabin for, like, not even a cabin, like a little hunt camp for, like, a night before they storm back. It's weird. Outside of the context of the movie, I think the priest is going to spend time with his boyfriend, but he's he's not allowed to have a boyfriend because he's a priest. So they're just like, we're going to go on a hunting camping trip. I don't know, it, didn't, it wasn't exactly like a romantic cottage. It was like a, yeah. 
like one of those hunt shacks where people are going to be out in the woods all day and then sit around the campfire and drink beers and then they just crawl inside just to sleep. And fuck. <laughs> no. No, there's even brother siblings with them. Oh, unless that was his brother and then that would make a lot more sense. Oh. <laughs> Mystery it's solved. It's not stated whether that's his brother or not, so we can assume. <laughs> fucked up movie this was i'm really glad i watched it though to be honest because i never would have watched amityville 2 if you guys hadn't forced me to and now i'm really really glad and i'm like super hopeful for next week which is not a good thing because i have a feeling we're looking at a sharp drop off i was getting ready to say you should not be but i was like so excited i was gonna watch extra amityville films this week that was my plan i didn't do it so um the funny thing is, the third one is a 3D movie. And I don't remember if my copy in my box set has a 3D version. No. I'm kind of hoping it does, because I just want to watch it that way. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, the copy I bookmarked on YouTube, probably not going to be in 3D, so I'm no. just going to probably watch it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I just, I just want to watch it in 3D. Well, if I had the option, I would. Um, well, should we talk about a movie that has a lot less uh, sibling fucking in it? It's every bit as much 80s, though. Oh, for sure. Uh, it's a different 80s, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Noah, since I know you're excited by one of the greatest cinematic characters that's ever been created appears in this film, do you want to tell us about House 2, the second story? Uh, yes. Yeah. So House 2, the second story is a bunch of stuff that goes on uh, before Bill Towner electrician slash adventurer shows up to save the day. Yeah, no, the movie the movie starts with uh, ye old cursed house and them ejecting their child to save them. There's some kind of evil ghost cowboy run amok uh, and they get gunned down. And, and what is a weirdly kind of like dark horror movie-esque toned intro Mm -hmm. in which and then this movie just shifts fucking gears oh yeah (laughs) it's not a horror movie after that yeah uh in which it basically becomes the story of a guy and his best friend living in his ancestral home uh attempting to protect a crystal skull from uh people who come from what is supposed to be other times, but I'm going to say it has to be alternate, like alternate dimensions, because many sure. of the creatures do not exist. No, yeah, it's but, alternate they, uh, but they should. Yeah. And they are uh, aided by Gramps, his great grandpa, who two great, uh, his a great great grandpa who has been alive and trapped in a fucking sarcophagus for this whole fucking time which man that had to fucking suck doesn't seem bothered by it but yeah this this movie is a zany adventure between uh weird settings and times and uh there's a dog a pillar and a baby pterodactyl and a caveman and evil Mayan priests and Bill Towner <laughs> electrician slash adventurer. The only fucking reason to watch this movie. <laughs> oh yeah. And Bill Maher shows up to be a dick. Yeah. Why is Bill Maher in this? In, in which this... I'll tell you what, perfect choice because he always comes off as a dick. Yeah. <laughs> 
this is when he was still trying to like be an actor. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. This is what eighty-seven, right? Yeah, it was like literally like this movie might be what drove him into politics. He's just like, I think I'll start my own political talk show instead of doing this again. <laughs> oh, I will tell you guys this. I feel like maybe maybe it's just because I'm a little older. It's been a little while since I watched House Two. Uh, but the the whole Gramps storyline, it, it sucked me in a little bit more this time. <laughs> like, or I was actually like into that bit of the story. I was like, oh man, he's just so happy that he got to spend time with his his great 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 grandson. You know, <laughs> oh, I I always loved Gramps when I was a kid. I always loved Gramps and that that scene where he thinks he's like gonna go out dancing and then they're like uh and he's like i thought i'd be young again but i'm just old and he's like so sad i always got taken in a bit by that character i really like him. <laughs> yeah gramps is awesome um yeah so did we assume... mention that this one's better than the first one this is the best house movie. <sighs> i don't know they're it's very tough. different films again yeah. it's a real tough like this film i think like the other film was more like it was more slapsticky this film i think relies more on just like a real kind of subtle humor. There's like, like the, like Gramps just walking around acting like nothing's wrong, even though he's a zombie and like just little, like little shit. Like they're getting into sword fights and it takes you a minute to realize, Oh, why the fuck do these guys know how to sword fight? That's weird. Like it's (laughs) stuff like that. Or like they're just, when they, when they bring back things from the other dimensions, like I think maybe my favorite scene in this whole movie is just, they're all sitting down to dinner and the dog, a pillar and the fucking baby pterodactyl just have seats at the table. And they're all just like hanging out, like nothing happened. And it's like, those are the things about this movie that I think I like really work. If you, uh... there are some, if you pay attention, they both have bibs on as well. Yes. I... <laughs> well, they don't, they're not table trained. They're new to the world. I got Char to watch this one. And, uh, uh, <laughs> of course, you know, she was basically like, what the fuck is going on in this movie the entire time? And I was like, I just need you to wait until Cliff Clavin shows up. And I just need you to watch that whole part of this movie because it's the greatest. It is the greatest thing ever placed on film. <laughs> the the end. I don't I don't give a fuck what anybody else says. It's the best thing ever to happen on film. It's it's pretty impressive. I gotta lie. Like he, he comes in and he's just like at first because having not seen this in a long time, I'm like I know he comes in and he ends up assisting in their adventures but he walks in as the electrician and you're like what a douchebag like he's just like pushing his way into the house and getting everybody out of the way there and then all of a sudden he's tearing apart the wall and you're just like what is going on here and then all of a sudden he's just helping them save a princess because why not that's just how it goes in this movie (laughs) i was gonna say everything about it it's just i every fucking second he's on screen somehow is like belly laugh hilarious oh yeah it's whenever he first walks in and he's he's breaking stuff and he's looking at that lamp and he just like hits it with a flashlight and the bulb breaks and he's like yep cheat it's like no you just hit a light bulb with a flashlight (laughs) he actually says must have been foreign made right (laughs) well that the fact that you know he walks into the other room and of course there's the the a thousand year old like three stooges joke of he starts pulling the wire and it starts ripping through the wall but then he comes back out of the room 
has to be like, I don't know, he's been in there for less than a minute, and he's just covered head to toe in plaster <laughs> dust somehow. <laughs> oh, we need somehow. Because this movie's awesome, that's how. Right. <sighs> I don't, I just don't understand how, well, I think number one, this movie did not do well. And I think it was viewed as being less than the first one for a long time. But I think it's been uh, reevaluated since then. But I don't know how someone just doesn't look at this movie and be like, well, we should make a house three. And then oh, yeah. ha- halfway through the movie, Bill Towner shows up to help them. And that, oh, just, I know. that just becomes our link like from now on. Is the I, I just I disagree. I think it's I, halfway through nothing. I think Big Bill Towner becomes your main character. The house series should have become him <laughs> traveling from house to house to save other people. You could have him stop at two, three houses in a movie. Who cares? He's a traveling electrician. He can <laughs> I, be anywhere he needs to be. I think you're both incorrect because the movie starts with the guy from the first movie dying, and Norm from next door takes over the house. And Bill Towner shows up, and it's Norm and Towner. In the original house, by interdimensional <laughs> demons. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that plan whatsoever. Yeah. There, there were yeah. so many places they could have gone with this series after the brilliance of these first two movies. <laughs> yeah, the world just needed more Bill Towner, and it is a lesser place for not getting more Bill Towner. Is he yeah, still? I, I, is he still alive? Oh yeah. Yeah. Still. yeah. It's not too late. Yeah. It's not it's too late for a Bill Towner movie. He still acts and stuff too. Well, he he's he does voice work in every Pixar movie, like ever. Yeah. So maybe he's got that Pixar movie money. Yeah, I don't think he needs Bill Towner money, but he no. might want it. He doesn't need Bill Towner, but we need Bill Towner. I'm just saying, in the age of like movies like Tucker and Dale versus Evil and stuff, there's <laughs> oh, room. Yeah. There's room for Bill Towner. Oh, there's lots of room. I just thought it might, we might be a little late to the game now. Um, exactly how old John Ratzenberger is. Used, but, how about some animated adventures to, of Bill Towner? I know Fat Fat Kid and I, our uh, big joke always was we wanted a buddy movie between with Bill Towner and uh, Burt Gummer from the Tribbers series. Sure. <laughs> Why not? I can see it. You well, can even I, have that... Oh, you have, no, what you have is a special episode where they travel into one of these rooms and they go back to the Old West and they meet Bert Gummer's uh, great-grandfather oh. or whatever it was from Tremors 4. Yeah. Perfect. Get two Michael yeah. Grosses on screen. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, it pretty much just writes itself, so. I don't, yeah, I think, we, I think that's the whole movie. You just You say that to those characters and then put them all in a room and see what happens. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, well, besides Bill Towner, is there anything else everybody loved about this movie? There's a, there's a whole lot to say about this movie. So the special effects, while uh, it, I should, camp isn't even the right fucking word for it. It's some other level of camp that that deserves its own terminology. <laughs> but, but the special effects are kind of fucking awesome. Yeah. For most of the for stuff, they, for what they yeah, were going for, the visuals exactly. Yeah, the stuff doesn't yeah. necessarily all look real, 
but you, it looks good and it looks like how they wanted it to look i feel do you know what i mean like the the tone of the special effects fits the tone of the movie perfectly and the ridiculousness of setting it at halloween just so gramps can come out and interact and hit on chicks for some reason it's great <laughs> and it was like it's ludicrous because he clearly isn't in a costume and everybody else is in like very like obvious costumes and yet they all just like no no he blends it's fine and they're like okay here it goes yeah, the other the, the biggest thing I've always wanted to know about this movie, and I have never got a satisfactory answer for. In in this case, I spent several hours on the internet seeing if I could find an answer. Why the fuck is the living room of that house done in a Mayan motif when it's clearly the rest of it is like a Victorian style castle house? Well, I feel like the whole living room of the house was built around. The, the skull, right? The skull's Mayan, so the whole living room is built as like a holding place for the skull. So I, I think that's a special spot on the mantle. So I, think I mean, it, did they find this house? Did they no, build this house? This house doesn't exist. What? Yeah, doesn't but exist. They, that set's humongous. They had the, the budget to build a giant mansion set? That seems unrealistic. Yeah. Honestly, wow. it would probably be cheaper than actually renting the location. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it would be that expensive to build the individual rooms. Like, you only have the one big room, the big main room there, and then everything else is pretty standard. Grab sets from other films and redress them or whatever. Um, one of my biggest disappointments, and I think from what I've heard, I think the house movie rights are all tied up in something. Like, there's something fucked up about them, which is why... Part four doesn't have a good release in the United States. Yeah. There's always something fucked up with the rights. Yeah. Stupid industry. I feel like uh, somebody needs to license this movie and put out a, I think I read somewhere he's referred to as a catter puppy. Oh yes. The catter puppy. And there needs to be either a plush toy or I don't know, something. Something with a remote control that can walk around your house. Yeah. I I know when they were pushing this movie, apparently they made Caterpuppy toys. That I they saw were that. Using, yeah, to like slang this movie to theaters. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and I'm disappointed. That I, I've tried to look up toy, like I've looked up toys for it, but I've, there's, there's like nothing. There should be a talking Bill Towner. You like, you pull a string on his back and like, one thing he says is all about how to fix your electricity, but the next one is about going on an adventure. Just I just, rotates. oh my god, it should do that, except whenever it gets that, nah, I think we should take a look. The next five times you pull it, it just says that over and over again. <laughs> so, well, what you got here is another uh, entry to another dimension. Yeah, well, I see you got some kind of alternate dimension in there, and, uh, you know, we see this thing from time to time. <laughs> A lot of these old houses have these problems, he says. <laughs> Amazing. How good How good is that performance, though, where he, like, when he's in there and he's swinging the swords around, he looks so natural. But in that weird way, it really does look like what if Cliff Clavin just like studied sword fighting for a long time and then tried to do it. <laughs> oh, he's so perfect. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I just this movie caught lightning in a bottle with that whole performance. 
Yeah, it's... Oh, my God. I don't know I mean, how he didn't have a big career doing stuff like this. <laughs> when when they're fighting the Mayans in the temple and he's dual-wielding a saber and a claw hammer, <laughs> it's... I just... Once again, I cannot... I, I cannot verbalize how much I love that part of this movie. What about when the rest of he's like, I'll hold them off, and the other guys go running down the hallway, and then they come popping out to the other dimension, and he's already out there putting his tools away? <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, I was wondering when you guys get back. <laughs> uh, it's so good. Yeah, I don't know. Like, the rest of this movie is pretty good, but I could talk about Bill Towner for... Oh, he yeah, he steals the movie. And the rest of the movie is fun. Like, the stuff... Like... You know, like, the stuff with Gramps is all good. The stuff where they go, like, into caveman times is pretty fun. And, they, you know, obviously they bring back a pterodactyl, so it's all there's pluses and minuses to it. But mm-hmm. it's it's all good. And then Bill Towner shows up and just steals the movie. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he leaves, I found the rest of the movie a bit of a letdown. And I, I don't think it's a criticism of the rest of the movie as much as it is just, I, I don't, now what kind of thing. <laughs> Right, you blew, you blew your wad on Bill Towner. Yeah, he should have really been there for the climax. They should have brought him back in like last minute. Yeah, like he just shows up in the old west because at the end of the movie they just end up in the old west, and he just pops up randomly out of nowhere. Like, hey guys, how's it going? That'd be amazing. He'd still be in his outfit, but he'd have a cowboy hat on and like one of those ponchos or something over top of it. <laughs> Apparently, uh, T Public does sell a Bill Towner T-shirt. Really? Yeah, that it's his, like, it looks like his business card. It's got the, the skull and the two cross sabers, and it says, Bill Towner, electrician and adventurer, over 20 years of experience. <laughs> and then there's, like, quotes of when you need a real professional, and it's got a phone number. So, yeah, I see a patch right here, yeah. Alternate dimensions and house rewiring a specialty. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. And it's not a skull and two sabers. It's a light bulb with two sabers underneath. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. It's even better. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, did did we spot uh, Kane Hodder in a in an ape suit during during the Halloween party? No. No? Well, I, didn't, I didn't know it was him. Uh, when the caveman guy comes out and he starts throwing people around. Oh, Kane, yeah. Kane Hodder walks up to him like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that was Kane Hodder. Yeah, the, the rail. That's interesting because, like the the one actress whose name we haven't bothered to mention her character yet, but she's from Friday Seven, which came out like right around the same time this movie did. Yeah, the lead character's wife that leaves him halfway through the movie. Lar Park Lincoln. Yeah, is okay. his wife? I thought it was his girlfriend. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. It's hilarious to me that this movie comes out. I think this was a year before Friday 7, and she's playing like an adult in this movie and then a teenager in Friday 13, part 7, <laughs> a year later. <laughs> that part made me laugh. Oh, yeah. It's Kane with a nice little curly mullet he's got going on. That's... Hey, man. It was 1987. Like, <laughs> what are you going to do? Oh, trust me. I had I had a spiky mullet, so I understand. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love this movie. I love it every time I watch it. And, uh, and again, like, guys, I'm surprised how well the subtle humor worked. Yeah. I just found out that John Ratzenberger is on Cameo. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, 
Oh my God! If he if he will, I might pay a hundred and twenty dollars for him to do a uh, to the midnight drive-in intro audio thing. Oh my God! Yeah, you gotta get we gotta get like a little uh, a little clip of him saying it. Something nice about our podcast to send out as promotion. God, uh, uh, we're got to make that's this happen. So amazing. I don't see any reason not to do that with your, with your $120. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. Do we have anywhere else to go on house too? <laughs> After learning he's on, that's all I can think about. It's, I don't know. There's so much, like, this is one of those movies where it's just like the whole time I'm watching it, I have a smile on my face and yeah, there's a few laugh out loud moments. Bill Towner clearly steals the movie, but for the most part, I'm just pleasant enjoying everything that goes on in this movie. Gramps just walking around and they're just like, everybody's acting like it's just normal. Like it takes about a minute for them to get used to the idea of a zombified great-great-grandfather wandering around and they're all just fine with it after that. Mm. Like yeah. the friend is just like the biggest douchebag in the world. He had a Halloween party at his buddy's house and didn't tell him about it. <laughs> yeah, I like it that... uh yeah, when they decide, well, I guess Gramps is alive, and they just come back inside. He just throws a mattress on the floor in the basement. Yeah, you can sleep here. He's like, this is how you treat family. <laughs> all that stuff is just plus. I like when Gramps tried to watch TV, and he got super annoyed. He's like, all these channels and nothing's on. <laughs> it's just, we're just, wait a minute. Aren't you from the Old West? Shouldn't you be shocked by moving pictures? I'd say this should be magic to you. <laughs> but, you know. It's all, uh, yeah. It's the movie holds up really well. I'm really glad we watched like the first four movies in our haunted uh, house month have all gone great. Things can only get better from here, I assume. Thanks for calling the Midnight Drive-In. No one is here to take your call. For more info, check out the Midnight Drive-In on Twitter at MN Drive-In Pod or find us on Facebook. If you want to email us, send it to the Midnight Drive-In at gmail.com. Remember, no outside food and drink. Anyone caught performing sexual acts at the drive-in will immediately be taken to the office. Unspeakable things will be done to you. Thanks for calling. Hey guys, this is Eric in Ann Arbor. I was just checking in to let you know on the last episode, Doug was talking about re-watching Buffy again, and that got me all happy. Because uh, remember when this show used to be called The Last Horrorcast, and Scott was going to do a weekly segment about watching the show, and I even got so excited that I wrote you guys a jingle for it, and then Scott bailed on the entire podcast, because he's a goddamn motherfucking suffer bitch, asshole, baby-raping, goat-licking whore. But I'm not bitter. Anyway... Uh, yeah, looking forward to hear your thoughts on rewatching Buffy, Doug, and ignore all the anti-Buffy propaganda from you know who. Uh, also, you guys were talking about Scooby-Doo. Uh, I just want to let you know if you watch Supernatural, heck, even if you don't watch Supernatural, they're about to wrap up that show after 15 seasons. Uh, and after 15 seasons, uh, they start running out of things to do. In season 13, they actually had an episode called Scooby Natural, uh, where Sam and Dean get sucked into a cursed television set into an episode of Scooby-Doo. Uh, it's actually pretty awesome because they got the whole team from the Scooby-Doo cartoon on board, the animators and the voice actors and everything. Uh, so you get Dean... Uh, who hates Fred and is hitting on Daphne constantly. Um, so yeah, 
That's uh, season 13, episode 16, uh, available on Netflix, at least in the U.S. Uh, so check it out. It's a good time. So thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Uh, all right. Well, you just heard Eric uh, commenting on Doug rewatching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> commenting on Scott fucking him over. That's what he's commenting on. <laughs> That's my new favorite feedback. My old favorite feedback from Eric was the uh, the time that he sang us the, the Blob song. <laughs> but now my new favorite feedback is him calling Scott a baby rapist. <sighs> I think he only called him that because of all the times that Scott rapes babies. But other than that... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I wonder if Scott listens. But we can find out now. <laughs> Uh, I bet he probably does not. That's my guess. <laughs> um, what the fuck else did he say? I already forgot. Uh, he wants us to watch Super Bad when they interact with Scooby Doo. Oh, super su- supernatural. <laughs> Sorry, that'd be very different, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be. <laughs> like that's a weird movie. Um, I've always been tempted to start Supernatural, but man, that's fifteen seasons. That's that's a big commitment. Yeah. I've tried a couple times, and I've always liked what I've seen, mm-hmm. but it's just, for some reason, it's like, and part of it is just, there's so fucking much of it that I'm just like, I remember back when they were on, like, season seven or eight or something, I was going to start it, and I'm like, how will I ever get through all this? And now it's like, oh, well, it's a lot more now. <laughs> Fifteen goddamn seasons. So, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Uh, maybe we'll just watch the Scooby-Doo episode maybe, always... maybe we'll get that does seem fun I just yeah. wonder if it works out of context like if you don't know the characters and you're, mm. you don't have 13 years of backstory <laughs> yeah I love that this is where they came at in season 13 they're like look what if we just cross over Scooby-Doo I don't know I don't know what else to what else to do alright <laughs> happens you know see that or start repeating storylines and hope nobody notices so have we done a musical episode let's do another musical episode i hate musical episodes as do i i I will say like just so eric's aware of it i have been continuing the buffy watch and my god season two of that show is so good do you guys remember that John Ritter was on an episode as a I killer? do. <laughs> it's, I forget that episodes like that are coming up because I get caught up in the like the season plot line, right? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, wait a second. All of a sudden, like, fucking John Ritter's just going to show up and we're going to have a whole episode dedicated to that where we kind of shy away from the longer term things then there's an episode where like they're all getting taken over by eggs body snatchers style and i'm like oh yeah <laughs> and then it's just like oh back to the main storyline i guess for a little while Why not? <laughs> i love it when john ritter just pops up into stuff and i completely forget about it i see i really like that guy like i watched three's company when i was a kid and which probably like now sounds like horrible that you'd let somebody watch that show as a child. But again, it was the eighties. Yeah. That was just okay. It was around the same time I was watching house and house two over and over again. So it was like, but I, I just, I love John Renner and he's just, he nails it. And he, he knew his job when he would do things like this or like his performance in uh, 
bad Santa. Like, he just knew that he could be that kind of, like, weirdly wholesome but creepy and unsettling kind of way guy. And he's just like, yeah, I'll just do that in movies from now on. Why not? I think my favorite John Ritter thing is he was on an episode of Scrubs, and there was a running joke of him doing the pull my finger thing. And at the end of the episode, somebody finally pulls his finger and you see him kind of like strain a little bit. And then like he makes his face and he goes, I pooed a little. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) And I feel like he's the only person that can get away with stuff like that. Like if if you're like, oh, we're going to have a pull my finger joke throughout this entire episode. You'd be like, well, that's stupid. John Ritter's going to do it. All right, I see where you're coming from. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, I guess on the uh, the Scrubs Rewatch podcast, they were talking about it, and they said that was ad lib. That wasn't in the script. He was just like, eh, I pooed a little. <laughs> and they were Catch like, okay, him. okay, well, that's staying in the fucking show now. <laughs> uh, nice. Um, well, we actually have a plethora of feedback this week is weird usually we don't get feedback and now we have three pieces of feedback what the fuck you love us you really love us none of them are going to talk that baby raping comments (laughs) and goat licking i believe i'm sure exactly why you'd lick a goat that doesn't make sense to me immediately but Scott's only a guy. goat licker would know. Uh, so our friend Brian wrote in. He said, hey, guys, haven't sent in feedback and in the Bears in a long time, but not as embarrassing as the way that ass clown we call our president conducted himself the other night. I'm assuming he's talking about the debate. That, um, that seems about right. Yeah. So since you guys have mentioned you're getting thin on show ideas, uh, I'm going to piggyback off Eric last week and make a couple suggestions. A few weeks back, you brought up Trey Parker and Matt Stone a few times, so why not give the devil his due and do a Trey and Matt month? You can start with Cannibal the Musical and pair that with Ravenous. I know you already did that, but we didn't get to hear it, so you can still do it. Uh, Next, you could do Orgasmo and Boogie Nights or any other porno superhero-themed movie you can come up with. Uh, That's a a terrifying ask. Yeah. Uh, Stripperella it is. (laughs) Uh, next would be Basketball and Naked Gun, since both of the, those are both Zucker films. And Naked Gun has what, in my opinion, the funniest sports scene in any movie when Frank, Frank Drebin is umping the baseball game. That's pretty funny. I've and, never seen Naked Gun. Really? Yeah. I'm just one of those weird things. Yeah. I feel like that's a uh, either you like it or you don't type of movie. Like, my wife hates movies like that, so it's just like... Never, never get to watch them. I, I can't think of a single movie that has Leslie Nielsen in it that I don't like. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's funny. That's all there is to it. I mean, not not even just being funny. Any movie, like Creep Show and his more serious roles. Yeah, he was in Prom Night, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and finally you just pair up South Park, bigger, longer, uncut and team America there. That's a month of hilarity. Uh, also, why are you dragging your feet on? I'm going to get you sucking black dynamite. You know, you want to, it's on the list. I look at it. I look at it every time. It's going to happen eventually. I don't, I don't know about that one. 
We never we never thought we were going to do Masters of the Universe, and look what happened. It's a valid point. <laughs> um, also, have you been watching The Boys? What are your thoughts? I have been watching The Boys, and I love that show. I have also been watching The Boys, and I also love that show. I have not watched any of season two yet. Oh. You just hard for it. Week, week to week. As I say, you so just hard. you just waiting for all of them to go up. Yep. I don't. I refuse. Me. I refuse to be told that I have to wait a week to continue the story. All oh. or nothing. Well, what if we ruin it for you and tell you that it's actually a crossover season with Cobra Kai? Yeah, I don't. Care about <laughs> and it turns out. Elizabeth, she was playing her character from Karate Kid in the first season. I can't, I can't think of a single fucking movie spoiler that would actually like upset me. It, it has no bearing on my ability to enjoy a film. Oh come on, Usual Suspects. That wouldn't have bothered you. Sixth Sense. Well, first of all, Sixth Sense. I definitely knew the ending of that movie before I ever saw that movie. And no. I don't know. Short of short of like a murder mystery movie, like where the entire movie is unraveling the thing, I just don't. I just don't fucking care. I don't. It doesn't bother me when people talk about a movie. Good. So show. talk with the boys for a couple minutes then. If you want to, I don't give a shit. Because there's some dark shit going on in that show that I love, such as a guy's head getting exploded while two superheroes are having sex up against a wall and they lean on him. <laughs> moments like that make me so fucking happy <laughs> that's that's weirdly the second uh sexual head explosion of the show yeah <laughs> are you talking really about good. that talking about the brother's dick in uh, amityville 2 no i'm talking oh. about the uh in season one of the boys whenever <laughs> whatever her name is Ripclaw or whatever's humping the yeah. guy's face and crushes his fucking head into mush oh yeah uh, I thought you meant you said of the show I thought you meant this specific episode yeah it's been good this season I'm enjoying stuff I'm kind of curious to see where it goes yeah so we'll see yeah it's hard yeah I don't want to I, I actually don't want to spoil plot wise for people who haven't seen it um, but there have been some great moments and some really interesting plot twists mm-hmm. they are not holding back on the political commentary this year they just decided <laughs> to hell with that we're not going to be so subtle as we have been in the past yeah because subtlety has been their specialty so far yeah fuck me though when that like i mean i guess minor spoiler when the clearly right-wing people start giving speeches that cause people to go out and commit violence on their own and then they do the whole well we're not for the violence and they go immediately back to their hate speech you're like god damn it (laughs) They know what they know what they're doing, and I bet you there's a bunch of people watching it not realizing the message they're being sent. So, yeah, because of how people are dumb, you know. Yeah, people are stupid. Yeah. Considering we're not even done with Brian's email yet, but um, consider, I think America is the only fucking country where the Borat movie could happen twice. Like I know, I don't understand. I don't understand how it happened a second time. Who doesn't know who Borat is yet? <laughs> Apparently some people. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I'm looking forward to that. I'm not even watching a trailer or anything going out of blind because it's one of those I already know I want to see it. So. <laughs> um, and speaking of trailers, uh, Brian finishes up 
And how about the new Mandalorian trailer? Not sure if you brought that up. As always, keep up the fantastic work. Always love the show. Take care of yourself. Brian. Uh, excited. Yeah, new Mandalorian trailer looks great. Um, yeah. But we already... I don't know. It's, it's one of those ones where I'm like... I, they couldn't show me anything that would get me more excited than I am, and they couldn't show me anything that would disappoint me. Like, it's, I don't yeah. know what they would do. So I don't know yeah. if, if Boba Fett popped up and just went, I'm Boba Fett, and just immediately got shot in the face. I would be like, Jesus. Yes. That'd be an interesting... Yes. No more trailer. Boba Fett. <laughs> I don't know. For those of us who don't delve into the extended universe stuff, it's been a long time since we saw Boba Fett, and I want more Boba Fett, so... Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be on this season, from what I understand. What I'm understanding is they've they've hired that actor for two roles, and since there's like literally thousands of Boba Fett clones out there, they're saying one will be that, and they're saying the other one might could even be uh, Captain Rex from the cartoons, which would be cool. Yeah, Captain Rex, or what's the other one? Commander Cody. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why the rumors are. I don't know what people are basing it on when they say Captain Rex, but. Well, from uh, Ahsoka Tano being supposedly yeah. involved, and makes sense. Um, there's the whole thing where we know Captain Rex survives, whereas I don't know if we know that for sure about some of the other characters. So. Yeah, excited, can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, they yeah they know what they're doing. They've, they've clearly done it correctly. So. I just assume they're going to keep going. And hopefully John Favreau can just be in charge of all sorts of geek stuff going forward. <laughs> it seems to work out okay. As we're, you know, waiting on our 25th Marvel movie or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> like a Black Widow finally ever come out? Yeah. Apparently Wonder Woman's going straight to streaming, so... Uh, it's, I mean, Really? I hadn't heard that. So heard I, just, it, I don't... I just saw an article today where Patty Jenkins says they are not going to streaming. They're okay. definitely going to be going straight to theaters. All right. Who the fuck knows at this well, point? I don't, if you're telling me that there's two different articles on the internet that contradict each other, I'm going to have to call you out on some bullshit that does <laughs> right? not seem right at all. Considering, uh, I don't even know if there's going to be theaters anymore. The fucking, was it Regal, the biggest chain in the UK, is announcing they're going to close because... James Bond got pushed back, so they're like, well, <laughs> fuck it. The, that's the craziest thing. I, I So I think, and, and this is going to be super hypocritical because I love big-budget blockbuster movies, mm-hmm. but they've they fucking ruined movies. Like, they just have. They've, they've ruined the way cinema works and, and the way that business can go forward in the future, where now we're to the point of those big blockbusters not coming out on their specified week at their specified time can just put giant fucking businesses out of business. Yeah. I I don't understand why everybody swings so hard and misses once in a while on these giant movies where it's like you could, you could do a whole bunch of littler movies Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be such a big deal like it. Yeah. Like, I understand that, like, if, if a smaller chain went under because of what's going on right now, but I don't understand why big chains haven't figured it out. Mm-hmm. But then again, I don't understand why all big businesses don't have some money set aside from the years of making profits to, you know, in case something goes wrong. 
Yeah, and he didn't predict the pandemic aspect out of it, but this is one of the things Spielberg like warned about like five or six years ago. Yeah. That, like if this shit keeps going on, like one or two of these big movies fails, like it's gonna fuck everything up. Yeah. And, and yeah. No, he, and he, he was right. And that's the thing with this pandemic with all like almost any bit no, there's probably exceptions, but most of the businesses that are suffering as a result of it. Mm-hmm. Like it was predictable that this was coming. This was maybe speeding it up. I mean, people are talking about, well, what if retail stores closed? And it's like, well, they're closing now instead of in five years. Like it's, it was always going to happen. This is just speeding that all up. If you were running a solid, profitable business with a good business model, yes, you'd be having trouble right now, but you wouldn't necessarily be, you wouldn't necessarily be put out of business by this. I'm just saying, could you, could you imagine Disney spending three quarters of a billion dollars on some psycho movie budget we'll call it it avengers 12 or whatever the fuck it's going to be by that point <laughs> and it like failing not just failing but just them driving a brick uh, truck right into a brick wall you know what i mean like everybody's like nope looks dumb not going <laughs> well wasn't that called uh john carter of mars right <laughs> like that that shit has happened a couple times and it has caused significant damage to the industry and it's just like well then maybe your industry model is broken you know yeah maybe not hold the theaters hostage to your pricing guides and your movie release schedules and all that kind of stuff yeah maybe maybe let them show independent movies if they want to that could be the interesting thing that would come from this is if all these theaters go under you know in some areas it's going to suck for some areas where they just lose their movie theaters, but some areas will get some cool indie theaters out of this where, you know, somebody will come in and buy them up and be able to put on interesting stuff on a big screen for once. Cause I still love indie movie theaters. If you get a chance to go to one once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. I went and saw bad moms just because it was like a super small theater that was like family owned and I was on vacation I was like, I love old theaters. Their movie selection today sucks, but I'm going to go in here and spend some money. Yeah. That's yeah. that's one thing is like, I was just getting into the habit again of going to the little indie theater in my town. And then there was this pandemic thing that happened. But mm. the last movie I saw there was the Mr. Rogers movie. And I lo- fucking loved it. And, you know, I like it. It's a great environment to watch a movie like that, that you're not necessarily going to see in a you don't necessarily need the giant theater experience for it, but it's still nice to go out and see a movie. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, the other thing they could do is, I don't know, start selling theaters prints of movies again instead of uh, forcing them to rent it by the view. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is There's... which is also insane. The whole, the whole business model of theaters right now is insane. Yeah. And the margins are so thin. It's, it's, it's a societal problem. Like a lot of industries, the margins are so thin that they can't handle a bump in the road. And that's a problem, right? They should be making a better profit than that, but there's gotta be a way to do that while still keeping your product affordable to audiences or else you're not going to make any profit. Right. right. And theaters shouldn't have to sell a Coke at $35 a glass to fucking break even. Yeah, it's almost as if, and this is like bold, but it's almost as if our society 
being run by people whose primary goal to make the richest people richer and not giving a shit about the people at the bottom is becoming a problem. I don't know. That's a bold statement that I'm sure nobody else has made before. So <laughs> seems weird. Anyways, I hope that answers Brian's. That has to be. A we're gonna watch Trey Parker movies. <laughs> Um, so, guys, it don't take no pressure to get me to watch Orgasmo. Well, I don't think we're doing a month of Matt Stone, Trey Parker movies, but we could certainly do some of those maybe at some point. Um, and then we actually have one more piece of feedback. Uh, Andy left a comment on the website geeknerdery.com, which is where we sort of host everything uh, for the podcast. And he said, hey, Brian and Doug and Noah, too. I'm, I'm assuming the Noah 2 is supposed to be uh, sarcastically uh, in your face, Noah. I just assume he's referring to my evil twin, Noah 2. Ooh, there you go. Uh, he says, driving less, so behind on my listening, but wanted to recommend to you recommend you check out the original film version of Lord of the Flies from 1963. It was low-budget British film, but I always thought it was better than the color remake from 1990 uh, that you were talking about. Someone posted it uncut on YouTube, although I already own the DVD. Excellent acting by the young cast and great atmosphere. Keep up the casting, always entertaining, and since I go back to the last horror cast days, I enjoy having familiar voices to go back to. Thanks, Andy. I probably, probably loved hearing Eric's feedback this week. Right? <laughs> Uh, I actually own the Criterion version of the 63 Lord of the Flies. I haven't uh, pulled the trigger on it yet, but I have it. I need to uh, check it out at some point. Yeah, I have seen it. Uh, it's been a long time since I saw it, but it was it was quite good. I remember enjoying it a lot. I don't think I watched it in proximity to the 90 version, so I don't think I could really do a fair comparison of the two. Mm. But I think it's a little bit more of a serious film. Mm. You know, with it being British and all. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I need to... Uh, now that i got a lot of time on my hands, I need to just go in and start grabbing shit on my shelf that I haven't watched yet. You, you have comics to read. Oh, there is that. Don't be slacking off by watching movies when you're supposed to be watching com- reading comics for a living. That's <laughs> uh, a rough life. Um, all right. So, Noah, did you watch anything since last week? I most certainly did not. Uh, <laughs> although, to, although tonight as I was finishing uh, Amityville 2, I did see the Netflix trailer for this new Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> Uh, I don't care. I think it looks amazing. I can't wait to watch it. I, you know what? That's that's actually my feelings because I was like, God damn it, Adam Sandler! <laughs> I was like, you just made that whatever it was, the Precious Stones or whatever the fuck that movie was, <laughs> the the one that he got all the accolades for. Oh, and Uncut like, Gems, yeah. Uncut Gems. I was like, yeah, you got a chance to bring your career back, and I go, and you went right back to making shitty Netflix movies, and then I watched that trailer, and I was like, you know what? This looks like a delightful Halloween movie, and I'm going to watch the shit out of this. <laughs> yep. It, it, it I feel the same really way. does look good. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, It seems like it's an appropriate subject matter for him to be doing. Just a cheesy Halloween movie that's just going to be fun and really not a big deal. Yeah. 
Yeah, as soon as I saw the trailer, I'm like, well, that's probably going to be pretty fantastic. So that cast looks fucking serious, right? And his and his grappling hook thermos is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because the first joke they make with it in the trailer, I was like, that's dumb. And then the second one, I was like, nope, I'm I'm back in. I'm in again. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's available now on Netflix, but. Um, I think me and Amanda are going to watch it this weekend because we were yeah. trying trying to come up with some fun Halloween movies to watch soon. I'm going to be too busy getting married to watch it. Well, good for oh, you. Man. I would I just skip, skip the wedding. <laughs> like, sorry, Char, I was going to get married, but I decided to watch this Adam Sandler movie instead. Listen, listen, the new Adam Sandler Netflix movie just came out, so <laughs> we're going to have to move things around a little bit. <laughs> like, understood. Oh, you know what? I accidentally took tomorrow off work, and now I think I might be watching an Adam Sandler movie with my free time. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, I don't know. Did you even say anything? No, no I said, I really did have, I, I rewatched the first episode of what we do in the shadows. Ah, uh, yes. And, and guess what? It's still funny as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I saw somebody on my Facebook list was just starting it like a couple weeks ago. And it was the first time they had watched it. So I'm like, oh, I'm so jealous. Like you're you're in for a good, for a nice treat. And I'm just like, I'm just letting you know, when you hit uh, the Jackie Daytona episode, you're gonna be fucking dying. <laughs> and sure enough, about four days later, she's like, oh my god, this was the best fucking thing ever. And I'm like, I know, I told you. <laughs> I mean, fucking Mark Mark fucking Hamill had me just about <laughs> pissing my pants. <laughs> it was too much him like you didn't pay the rent <laughs> like, <you know? sighs> I love the fact that it's this this undying vendetta over like five hundred dollars or something like that uh, alright well what'd you watch Doug uh, only a couple other movies that we haven't talked about yet because uh, we already talked about Ninja Turtles and Buffy which has <laughs> occupied a lot of my time this week um but I decided I wanted to pick a horror series that I hadn't seen in a while. Figured it was Halloween time approaching. So for whatever reason, I decided it was a good idea to delve into the Wishmaster series. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And uh, yeah, I haven't seen these in forever. And I, like, I totally forgot until I started to watch it that like, Wishmaster was famous for being like having everybody in it. And I'm like, as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, yeah, shit, he's in it. Oh, yeah, shit. Kane Hodder, Tony Todd, what? Like, it's (laughs) just constantly, I mean, like, so I'm, like, super happy watching that. Um, The movie itself, too, like, the special effects are good. The makeup effects are good. Deaths are kind of fun. Like, there's an opening kill scene that's just great. Um, The only kind of downside, I would say, to it is that... uh, like they clearly wanted to make like another Freddy. And so they have the Wishmaster speaking in very nineties terminology, despite despite the fact that he's supposed to be this ancient being. And I found that to be a little off putting. I would have preferred him to be more I would have found him more intimidating if he spoke in a different way. 
Yeah. But other than that, the movie held up pretty good. Yeah. So. I, would, I would say every, everybody knows that uh, I dislike 90s movies, but the Wishmaster series is, is the absolute uh, king of, of 90s trash. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. A couple years ago, I picked up the uh, Vestron collection. Oh, really? So you have yeah. all four? Yeah, so it's all four. I haven't I haven't dove into them yet, but I got all of them on, you know, restored Blu-ray, ready to go, so. Just in case. Yeah, you never know. You, you know, some, sometimes I do, and sometimes some of those purchases are, well, we'll probably do this on the podcast, and yeah. I kind of want to watch all the special features that are on this, so I should probably just buy it. And have it ready. So, well, if you go scroll down far enough on the list, there's that section where there's movies that aren't teamed up with anything yet. And Wishmaster was on there, and that's it's been sitting there for a while. And I've been avoiding watching it because I'm like, well, one day we'll team it up with something and do it for the podcast. Yeah. But then we never did, so I just watched. Well, it anyway. we kind of blew our load and teamed up Leprechaun with Critters. Really, it, it should have been Leprechaun. And Wishmaster, because someone made a fake trailer like forever ago for Leprechaun versus Wishmaster. And it's one of those trailers that you're like, why wasn't this an actual movie? This actually makes a lot of sense and it should have happened. I don't know. I don't know why there weren't more crossover movies after like the like the Freddy Jason success. You'd think there would have been some more that came out, but mm-hmm. they just okay. dropped the ball there. We got Alien versus Predator. That was pretty much it. Shut up. We know we didn't. <laughs> I'm just saying. The movie came out. I'm just saying it was after Freddy versus Jason. Just God damn it. Remember Sorry. how excited everyone was for Alien versus Predator? I don't I don't I don't, like, I don't I hate so, I, was, I don't hate the first one. Uh, it's it's got problems, but I don't hate it. The second one I thought was atrocious. Which which one is it where the predator becomes a good guy and teams up with the fucking humans? Well, that was in that was in the first one. To be yeah, fair, that was based on an Alien versus Predator book. The second care. one's the grim dark one where you get to see like a pregnancy ward full of women with their stomachs ripped open. Yeah, no, I don't think I saw the second one. Second one felt like it was uh, Aliens vs. Predator comes to Dawson's Creek. Um, They, like, uh, you know, come show up in this, like, little town where the older brother had just come back and there was some family strife of some sort. And then, you know, Aliens and Predator attack. Can we we stop? I don't want to know this. There's a reason (laughs) I didn't watch it. I don't want to hear about this fucking family drama. Yeah. In Wishmaster 2, a lawyer literally fucks himself on screen, and it's pretty yeah. socially awkward, in my opinion. I remember. Subject back to that. I remember. It was, it was, <laughs> it was pretty, kind of a jumpy shark for me. I mean, it's it's. I'm not saying it's not funny, but it is kind of like, okay, that's where we're at now. It's just going to be funny kills going forward. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, like he's bent over the table. I don't even know exactly what's going on there because it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, but it's pretty. So, yeah, other than that, Wishmaster is shockingly close in quality to Wishmaster 1. And I remember 3 and 4 being pretty good, too. 
So maybe I'll get around to those for next week. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> You'll have to see how your week goes, see how pissed off you get at yourself. Yeah, you never know. Or if I just end up watching fucking shit tons of movies. Got that season two finale coming up, so. Oh, yeah. You're too busy crying yourself to sleep after that. I know. But then we get to jump into season three and the Buffy trope of the first, like, episode of the new season being all about her getting over the pain she suffered in the last episode of the other season. <laughs> yeah. what, what season is it that they casually murder her lesbian girlfriend? It's not Buffy's lesbian girlfriend. It's Willow's lesbian girlfriend. That's, well, no. Well, it's, it's Willow's lesbian girlfriend, but it's Buffy's lesbian girlfriend. Oh, okay, correct. <laughs> I, it's, it's just the way you speak sometimes. I'm never sure if the words are hyphenated or if there's <laughs> Compound words are complicated in an audio format. Uh, that's six. That's season six. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember this a is... bunch of people being really upset about it. Yeah, it's upsetting. It's shocking. Just, well, I was going to say, not just about her dying, but like that people felt they did that character wrong somehow because they, they, they didn't give her like her out. She didn't give, like, a, yeah. She didn't give a giant memorable death, but she was shot. And I think the more of the, uh, message was that sometimes there's stuff you just can't fight and, yeah. you know, horrible actions come with horrible consequences. But, you know, Whatever. Yeah, it was the whole point of it was that it was a, a random killing. She was like, nobody was even trying to kill her. There was literally like a fight going on in the backyard of a house, and she was inside and got hit with a stray bullet. Yeah. yeah. But season six was like the super depressing season, so everybody hates season six yeah. anyway. Right. Yeah, so for all of you the hell uh, Buffy fans listening that always give me shit for not liking this show, haha, open wounds. It's <laughs> 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 uh, terrible. I was gonna say, but once again, people misinterpret misinterpret what I say. I like the show. I'm just not a diehard fanatic of the show. Well, you should be. You're wrong not to be, so. <laughs> All right. What else I, did you I, watch, Doug? I accept that. <laughs> no, that's it. Other, I, I Just the first two Wishmasters oh, is all I time for this week, so we'll see if I have, uh, like, that's why I said maybe for next week, the next couple. All right. Well, let me see if I can get my shit pulled up. Uh you didn't think to do that while I was talking. No, I had it, and while you were talking, I hit the wrong, like, link in it. I had to go back. Oh. Um, so I followed through with our last week's discussion. I watched Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman. Nice. Oh, perfect. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, Isn't it weird how fucking dark it is? <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the biggest problem I have with it is Lugosi's Frankenstein is terrible. Um, the... Th I'm glad that I read like some trivia about it and found out that they just cut out all of his dialogue. And in that dialogue, there was some exposition about how he was blind. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise I would have no clue. Like why is he just stumbling around with his arms stretched out? Like that makes no sense. But since I read that, I was like, Oh, Okay. That I should have given you a heads up when I recommended the film that technically it is 
Like if you, it makes sense if you follow the Frankenstein movies of these yeah, days. Yeah. yeah. But I also recommended you not do that and jump straight to this movie. So no, that's fine. I kind of sequel though. I've heard like descriptions of all the movies like on other podcasts, so I, I have an idea of kind of what went down throughout most of them. But I just feel like as a as a movie, it didn't really sort of uh explain a lot of stuff and i guess they weren't really they didn't really care that much back then but yeah yeah i mean they explained it they just cut all that shit out so it's just like all right they well, filmed whatever. an explanation they just didn't care yeah but yeah from the wolfman perspective it was uh it was delightful yeah. that scene where the guy's singing a song about and he just loses it on him in the fucking market there that's great. The performance is solid. Yeah. Uh, just, let's see. Oh, go. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, just the fact that the whole movie is about him trying to find ways to kill himself. Yeah. It's just, there's something yeah. fascinating about that for a movie from that era. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, he's like, I can't die. He's even, like, already technically been dead. You know, he's got a fractured skull. And he's in a coffin, but they open it up. Moonlight hits him. Well... Back to life again. So I guess, yeah, you just wander around with a gaping, like, mental deficiency because your brain got bashed in. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess that's what you do. I, I just try to figure out how that works. Seems like it would just, like, I don't know if he would heal himself or whatever, but they're just like, It's eh. not delved into. Movies yeah. were a little less complex back then. It's true. Um, so that was enjoyable. Um, I'm going to have to... Uh, see about going forward like what other stuff i need to catch up on and stuff uh after that i watched the movie splinter this has been on my to watch list like forever ago um just never got around to doing it it's the uh, prequel to the teenage mutant ninja turtles sure is it's about just a rat that runs around and eats food it's a pretty boring movie um uh so <laughs> Yeah, this guy sort of hijacks this couple's car and makes them drive him around. I don't remember. Doug, I don't... I th- did you point out that you had seen this before? Did you like my post or something? Yes, I've seen it. Well, I don't remember if I don't liked remember. your post or not, but I have definitely seen this a couple of times in the past. Yeah. Do you remember what they're... We covered it. What's that? Do you remember what they're... What the, the the mean couple is, is like running from Not off the top of like my head, they're no, just they're just criminals and then she's got some other crazy shit going on yeah i think they might have just robbed somebody or something yeah Does that sound right yeah and so they stop at this gas station where at the very beginning of the movie we saw that some weird thing had attacked the guy working it and basically it just grows splinters out of out of it and it sort of takes over the person's body and moves it around and if you get stuck with one you get infected so it's basically a siege movie because they're holed up in this gas station and these weird semi reanimated bodies are trying to break in and yeah um i really enjoyed it for like a single location movie i thought it was pretty fantastic and then uh yeah all the special effects are really good creeped me out yeah. Like, I remember a, really liking that movie. Yeah. Yeah, so thoroughly enjoyed it. If you haven't 
had a chance to check it out. I would uh, definitely recommend it. Um, another point, but I completely forgot what it was. I don't know. Must not have been important. Yeah, it's one of those movies where it's just like describing the plot or whatever doesn't really help. It's yeah. The, the effectiveness is in the execution of the film, so you just kind of have to watch it. Um, but yeah, it's just people trapped in a gas station with weird monster outside, which mm. the monster thing is kind of cool. The effects are cool. The atmosphere works. So it ends up yeah. being a great movie. I really yeah. like it. Agreed. Kind of bummed that uh, it took me so long to watch it. I had seen that it was on sale on Vudu, like, because, you know, I always check the sales, kind of see what's going on. And I think it was on sale for like five bucks or something. So I was like, well, I'll pick it up. You all right there, Noah? Yep. Uh, and then the last movie I watched is a movie called Seven in Heaven. Um, so this is on Netflix, and it's these two teenagers. They're at a party, you know, and they're the the people decide let's play the Seven in Heaven game where you know you pick two people and you put them in the closet and they're supposed to make out or whatever. Um, so the two people don't want to make out, so they go sit in the closet and just are kind of annoyed that they're even in there. And then when they come out of the closet, they're in a weird alternate reality where people are horrible and way more violent and whatever. I feel like it was a really good setup. Um, at the end of the day, it did not deliver kind of what I wanted, but I've seen worse movies, I guess. Um, it's like an interesting setup. Like- yeah, I'm trying to remember. I had, like, a specific thing I was going to compare it to, and I completely forgot what it was. Um, it's like Hot Tub Time Machine, but it's a closet, and they're making out, and it's a world of hate instead of time. Sort of, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like everybody's, like, super aggressive and just, like, angry in this new world and, you know, killing people and fucking going crazy yeah i don't know uh anyway it was just okay um all right like i said good good concept like i was intrigued by the uh concept the execution could have been better but also could have been worse sounds like you just don't care yeah it's kind of what it is it was was fine if someone told me they were gonna watch it i'd be like yeah okay it's all right didn't didn't wow me but I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't try to discourage them not to watch it. So I don't know. So our podcast, which is all about whether we recommend movies or not, you're just like this yeah. one. I, I don't recommend it or not recommend it. Yeah, you're on your own. You figure it out. Here's a brief glimpse of some of the truly fine pictures we've scheduled in the near future. All right, next week, continuing on our haunted house month, we're going to be talking about. The horror show, aka House Three, and since I'm pretty well versed in this whole House Three conspiracy, I'll be breaking it down why this movie is House Three, even though there really is no House Three. We'll get into it, uh, and then following that up with Amityville 3D. So good times. Does anybody think they're going to be able to watch it in 3D? Is the question. I don't know. I'm curious. I have to, when we get done with this, go upstairs and check. See yeah, if copy I mean, I, I have already found a copy on YouTube, which will not be 3D, so it's uh, 
not a risk for me. What if you just had your kids sit next to the TV and everything, something jumps out and he has to jump out at you? If I thought he was, like, trained well enough to do that, I would totally try it, but... Unfortunately, I think it would result in a whole lot of him turning it off and turning on Paw Patrol. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, probably. He'll be like, or he'll be like Ninja Turtles again. Yeah, well, that's the best case scenario. Did you point out uh, Sam Rockwell to him and explain who Sam Rockwell is? Uh, no, I and didn't gets, have a discussion with my child with Sam Rockwell. And he gets super bored. He's like, why are you telling me this? Just, no. We had a long discussion about who Casey uh, Jones was because he didn't quite understand why there was just another vigilante running around New York with yeah. the turtles. And luckily for everyone, he knocked one of the turtles into a garbage can, which is very entertaining for four-year-olds, it turns out. Oh, my God. Noah, are you snoring? No. <laughs> Jesus. Is there a noise or something? You're like yawning, and then I think you're exhaling into your mic, so it sounds like a hurricane is going through your house. No, that's <laughs> it's weird. Fine. My mic is my mic is way over to the side. I can't believe that's catching my breath. It's fine. I think it's funny. So, well, I'm sure the listeners love it. <laughs> so I don't think it'll be a problem at all. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Good night.